Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget them other folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave, I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, oh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Elena Torres. We're back. Three guys on, two guys and a lady. Yeah. Thursday, the Thursday edition. Mm-hmm. Thursday edition. We did the Monday one. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Andy was talking about what we got. What do we got to do <laughs> with you? you yeah, freeloaders. freeloaders. What we there's to get yeah. y'all over to the page, man. Y'all yeah, there's a lot. Me. Patreon has uh, obviously the, the Monday episodes, which typically are longer. Yes. Like sometimes. <laughs> this last week was in two two hours fifteen minutes, something like that. Um, also, we got the live chat that we only give the link to for patrons for right. Monday. You can come in on Zoom and watch the live chat or YouTube live chat because we stream it there. Or you can watch the YouTube later. Should I put the Thursday episode on YouTube for everyone? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, should you? That's that ginger. See, it's yeah. messing with my nose. <laughs> it's messing with my nose, man. Jesus. Yeah, like I have a strong ginger like that, so now I'm definitely going to try to buy that one. I said, should I put the Thursday episode up for everyone to see, and then Randolph just sneezes. <laughs> everyone can see. You can see the meeting. You can see the sneeze if you if you're watching the actual video. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't think I ever put the Thursday episode up for the freeloaders, the video version. But that's the new thing now. Video podcast because the Monday episode. There are people now who actually like schedule their Saturday around hanging out on the live chat you know oh yeah i mean even i haven't been watching like as much live stuff but i have definitely since the pandemic started been very into watching like podcasts on youtube i always like listen to them when i was out doing stuff but now that i don't go out and do stuff yeah i'll like put it like i'll be cooking and i'll put a <laughs> podcast up on my computer and like have that going and i'll like kind of watch while i cook or whatever it's like easy to do other stuff in the house but it's also fun to watch yeah like cast it to the tv or whatever yeah yeah ginger beer randolph has ginger beer oh, oh. and that's purple it looks kind of red but oh it's purple spectacular ginger beer oh i'm gonna buy that that's the, that's the oh your gal mike that's the non-alcoholic one <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's a lot of ginger. I usually drink Krabby's, though. Krabby's is 4 percent, is four or 5% alcohol. Are you allergic to ginger? No. Ginger no just, this has a lot of ginger in it. Okay. It's spicy, so it, like, clears your sinuses. But right. Maybe it's the Mexico in me. Like, that's the kind of spicy I like with right. stuff. Like, it just, but it doesn't have alcohol in it. That one doesn't have alcohol. I like the ones with alcohol in it, though. And the Krabby's has alcohol in it. Mm. I bought some. And then uh, I mix bourbon in with that, and that 
doubles up on the alcohol, so it'll knock you right out. I bought some ginger snaps once, those cookies, you know? Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if they just fucked up the recipe or if this particular brand was like, let's triple it. Let's triple the ginger. Right. Because I was like, I wanted some cookies. Why is my mouth burning? Like it's. Yeah. See, I love that. I love that. I love yeah. like, like the more, the more it like fucks me up like that. I'm like, yeah. Like I love those little ginger candies. You know, yeah. when you buy like their little pieces of dry ginger or whatever, they put some sugar on top. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. Like your eyes water. Yeah. This is great. Your eyes are watering. <laughs> yeah, nose, yeah. Is, nose is so running. Good. This is fantastic. <laughs> I actually love this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. Why did I ever not do this? <laughs> like, well, that's why. <laughs> you know, do we have any emails? No. I'm, I'm going to check. You know, we have comments. So I don't know if we have what any What do we got emails. to do, freeloaders, to get y'all fucking over to the Patreon? What I'm just realizing that we're recording this on August 8th, 8 8. And uh, 8888, 32 years ago today, I broke my collarbone. Really? I remember because oh, wow. it isn't easy as a date to remember, 8888. Um, it was right before my freshman year of high school, actually. Fell off the bike. I don't remember it. I hit my head. I don't remember what happened. Oh, no way. Myself out. <laughs> I, was, myself out. I was riding my hospital. bike home from my job <laughs> at age 13. <laughs> my under the, pay me under the table dishwashing job. And last thing I remember is a car really close to me. Like I'm on, I'm riding my bike on this road in the car. I, I think it probably maybe kind of semi ran me off the road a bit or I lost control because it got too close. Um, I fell down. I fell. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember falling. Someone at saw me, I guess they were in their house. They saw me fall and not get up and they called. I remember waking up like in an ambulance, like people, Oh. Or the EMTs were like asking me questions like, what's your name? What's your address? Uh, this and that. It was very close to my house. Then my dad's there. So I, I, they must have called him and they took me to the hospital and they had to cut my uh, shirt. I had a t-shirt on because I had a gash on my shoulder and then my collarbone broke right where it meets the shoulder, right at the top. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the hospital and uh, they did the x-rays. I'd never been to the hospital before. They did the x-rays of my head because they were like, oh, he fell down, hit his head. head? I had no marks on my head, no lumps on my head, no blood. Somehow I got knocked out. But I started to realize during the x-rays that they had no intention of x-raying my shoulder because they were just like, okay, we're going to do your head. Now I'm going to turn this way. Okay, hang on a second. Okay, I'm going to turn you this way. And the whole time I'm like, I'm trying to indicate to them that my shoulder, I'm like, (laughs) ow, shoulder shoulder sure hurts. Boy, the shoulder hurts. And they're like, okay, now turn your head, hold still. I'm like, ah, that shoulder, boy. (laughs) So then they're like, okay, we're going to turn you around this way, get another x-ray. I'm like, man, that's tough on the shoulder. So they never x-rayed my shoulder. Never. In fact, when your collarbone breaks right at the top, your shoulder hangs down a few inches. Like my shoulder on this side was lower. Like this. <laughs> when the, this is where the collarbone meets the shoulder. So, uh, so they sent me home. I was like, all right, boy, my shoulder is in pain. So they gave me some like kids painkillers or whatever. And uh, the next day I woke up, I was like, still hurts, still shoulder hurts. And our neighbor behind us, uh, he was the head of he was the head X-ray technician at that hospital, 
So we went back to the hospital and he was working that day. He had come to the hospital with the family that night, but he was working that day. And my mother took me and she was like, he needs to get his, you guys got to look at his shoulder. And they took an x-ray of my shoulder. And I remember the, our neighbor was like, they didn't take this goddamn thing last night. Like he was all pissed. You know, like, you, you guys didn't look at this last night. So they finally figured out it was broken and uh, not, not a big deal. I just wore a sling for like a few weeks. That was it, isn't it? I, I for some reason I think of a collarbone like that's a big recovery, right? The X-ray looked bad. Like my dad, when we were looking at the X-ray, because then I had to go to an actual orthopedist. We went to, we looked at the X-ray, right. and he was like, "Yeah, you might have like an operation. I don't know." Because when you're when it breaks, most collarbones they break like along the collarbone. Right. You right. have to wear like some kind of wrap or whatever. There's no cast for that. And then when it breaks right here, though, I mean, on the X-ray, it's like, oh, the shoulder's down here now, and yeah, there's a broken right. bone up here. And so he was like, I don't know, you might have an operation. The, the orthopedist comes back and he's like, yeah, uh, wear this sling for like six weeks. You'll be fine. Do this little exercise every day, like you know, to move your arm in a circular pattern or whatever. Hey, you're fine. And so and that's that was how you that. become a comedian. Yeah, I right. wore a sling. Now, here's how you become. This is the part where you become a comedian. I wore a sling. All right. So like four weeks later is when, or less than that is when school started freshman year. So like we had freshman orientation and I wore my sling to that. By the time school started, I was like, I don't need this anymore. You know? So it was like not even six weeks, but there was like a doctor's appointment, you know, a couple of weeks later to check on the progress and maybe another one a couple of weeks later. And then the doctor said, all right, come back at the end of six weeks now and we'll make sure everything's healed properly. And my parents never took me back. <laughs> oh That's the comedian part. Jesus. <laughs> Has it affected you in the long term? Like, do you still have pain or anything like that? I do. I mean, I feel like this shoulder gets sore more often than, than on the other side. And I feel like that could just be because I've shot a That's lot of baskets in my life. That's arm too. Yeah. Yeah. When I shoot, it doesn't. It's when I do like other, I want to do something like that. I, get, I think I have an impingement sometimes. Well, but. that's a rotator. Do that again? Yeah, I think it's... And that's your rotator cuff. Yeah, I think so, I think there's probably some... Not It's not... Everything didn't heal properly, so... I mean, Andy, you have a thing where you kind of walk with your shoulders up anyway, when you're yeah. just kind of standing around, and he kind of stands with his shoulders up. That's like true. he's... Andy always looks like he's ready to run for some strange reason. Like yeah. his shoulders are up, like, all right, here we go. But then I choose not to. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. I choose not to run. But I'm not going to lift something over my head. Like the rotator cuff, like a yeah. torn rotator cuff, you can't... You lose strength. You can't lift. No, but what shit. you're talking about is an impingement. That's a different. That's a right. different thing. I think I have. I think from time to time I've had an impingement. What yeah. I would suggest to you is to go. Well, not now, but go see a masseuse. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I it's bet not you a, the minute they lay hands on there, you're gonna feel it. I right. Bet you. It's not like uh, I'm not in pain or anything, but every now and then, like if I, if I'm doing something, if I'm playing basketball or something, like I might, oh, I fucked up my shoulder, and then it's fine again, like a week later or a couple yeah. days later, but. I think it just didn't quite heal right. And um, right. I mean, you know, some people do all the doctor's appointments and it doesn't quite heal right, but it's never bothered me. But yeah, that's the part people, where those like, people usually don't do the rehab part. I've well, I did deal, the, I've had to deal with a lot of them at the gym. Yeah. I'm like, did you do all the rehab? Well, I did some of it. That's not what I asked you. What I asked you was, did you do all, all of, it. of it? I did the physical therapy. It wasn't even physical therapy. It was like, just do this every day when you get in the shower for like five minutes or whatever, just yeah. part, make that part of your morning routine. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't much, but, um, we didn't have health insurance when I was a Your kid. Will Smith at the beginning of I, of I Am Robot just doing fucking <laughs> those yeah. things for right. his shoulder, you know. 
we didn't have health insurance. And so I think they were just like, we don't need to pay another bill. His shoulder's fine. He stopped wearing a sling a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's the, that's the mentality. Of his own volition. He decided to stop wearing a sling, but. Right, right. No swings, no masks. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking for Patreon comments. Hold on. We got one on the woke files. With, Go ahead, baby. With teacher Aaron Harris, who Ka says loved hearing Aaron's perspective. When Betsy DeVos first came up and Aaron responded with whatever, I was dying and heard it as this bitch. Uh, also, I feel like she was flexing on us because she can drink three quarters of a bottle of wine and still get up to teach kids and work on her masters. I got to get my life together. Yeah, that don't mean none of that shit was going good, though. That don't mean. <laughs> you, you, don't yeah, you can do it, but that don't mean it should be done. <laughs> you right. can drive a car with your feet. <laughs> uh, Kyle also left a comment. I didn't notice until Randolph said it, but all the people I've seen drink LaCroix have been white. Pellegrino doesn't taste any better. The first time I learned about it was when I was working at a restaurant. I asked what it was, and the bartender turned around and said, Prick water. <laughs> prick water. Prick water. I mean, Pellegrino customers are, you know, I, I guess they're a little bit high end. Like people with money drink Pellegrino. Is that the deal? I mean, Pellegrino, I think also like the labeling and stuff just kind of like looks rich. Yeah, I guess so. Are all rich people pricks at restaurants? Because I feel like that's a stereotype too. Like people who order stuff like that, you just assume they're going right. to be high maintenance well i drink i drink pellegrino not nearly as much as i used to i was drinking a lot when i was actually going into the gym every day yeah. stop at 7-eleven and grab a pellegrino just because of the fizz right yeah i stopped i stopped doing all bubbly drinks after i gave birth because i noticed it would just swell me up like crazy like you swell a lot after you give birth anyway but i don't know for like the few months after if i had like anything with bubbles, it was just like I became a bubble, so right, I avoided right. it. Right. Now I don't miss them. Right. That's all the comments, by the way. That's all the comments. That's nice. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Freeloaders, I don't know what the fuck we're doing with y'all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know what the fuck we got you to know, do with y'all. We got a few tweets. We got a few tweets this week. Um, Keith Blair tweeted us the air fryer pancakes video, which I then debunked. You debunked it. You did it in live time. You debunked, I debunked it. it. Um, there's a video I, I mean I can pull it up there's a video of a guy who is making pancakes in an air fryer he puts down like the paper and then pours in some batter and then he puts down another layer of paper pours in some batter another layer pours in some batter closes the air fryer opens it and he's got perfectly cooked pancakes inside and um, it was first a of all the top one would be a lot darker than the bottom one in real life right but I pointed out <laughs> that if you if you really do some serious analysis, which I did, uh-huh. I paused the video. <laughs> when he puts the thing in the air fryer full of the paper and the pancakes, and then when he pulls it out, the paper is in a different position when he pulls it out. You uh-huh. can see the corners of the paper are, are in different parts of the air why, fryer. Why would you do this to people, though? That's what I need to know. Why would you do that? To save people the cleanup. What is the batter. what is the what is the what do you gain 
Me personally, or the guy who from who tricking did that? people into cooking pancakes in an air fryer. What oh, do you gain from that? Okay. What is to be gained from that? <laughs> What's going on with you? She's like, I'm gonna pull here's what that. I'm gonna do. Maybe I'm gonna get people to fuck to just get their air fryer baskets dirty. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> what do you gain? It's an air fryer themed TikTok channel. That's the other thing. I'm gonna pull up the video so you guys. And then, can see. I, and then you get That's to. That's so hilarious that you found that. <laughs> you just get to know that you're fucking with people. Is that is that the gain? Is that the thing gained? Like yeah, I got them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pull up the video so you guys can see it. Just love this an air fryer TikTok account. Yeah, it's like something. It's like air fryer guy or something like that. Air fryer guy. <laughs> hey, it's me, your boy, the air fryer guy. So funny. He sings a song at the end, though. It's you know, I think he's trying to be funny and entertaining. All right, so here's. We are experiment. Today we are experiment. Okay, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. Um, so. This is the beginning. It's only a 40 second video. Today we are experimenting. We're making pancakes in an air fryer. Okay, so I'll put Pirates down the bottom. Then I'll put air fryer. Yeah. He's Australian. Yeah, yeah, he's Australian. I mean, maybe maybe air fryers are different down there. Put a bit of baking paper. Then I'll put a bit of pancake mix. And then I'll put baking paper. I'm going to repeat that step maybe six times. Sorry for the weird angle. I had to keep the, bake, the uh, air fryer tray on a flat ground with a handle hanging over the edge. So I've put it there don't worry and then once you do that you start singing now uh this is where the song this, that's 200 that's it's not fahrenheit because you know we're the yeah. weird ones yeah. now he sings a song pancakes are easier when you cook them in the air fryer let's go pancakes are easier when you put them in the air fryer every australian song sounds like a drinking song yeah. <laughs> even when you're making breakfast right <laughs> but watch and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna slow this down like there's a pruder film pancake mix and then i put baking paper i'm watch. gonna repeat that step maybe six times sorry for the weird angle i had to keep the bake the uh air fryer tray on a flat ground with a handle hanging over the edge so i've put it look there. at the corners of the paper and then what see how there's a corner here yeah there's a corner here going in wait till they come out you do that you start singing pancakes are easier when you cook See, them the corners in are different places now yeah yeah See, yep. I, he took them out he cooked them in the real the real way and he put them back in because nothing is real on the internet well and i guess he filmed the 200 so maybe he already had them ready because he didn't do a cut what right. do you gain from so, that though i don't understand <laughs> that's a great question yeah, I don't know. Um, Great question. But that was uh, Jazz that tweeted that at us, at our account. Um, sorry to debunk it, everybody. And we had some Kobe numerology tweeted at us this week. I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. Uh, because a, a Twitter account, a, a verified Twitter account, named Arash Markazi, who is a sports columnist, tweeted, there have been so many moments when a number or numbers in a game reminds us of Kobe Bryant. Um, it happened again tonight as the Los Angeles Lakers just won the Pacific Division Championship, number 24, 24th championship, and clinched number one seed in the Western Conference. Tonight's final score was Lakers 116, Jazz 108. Add it up and you get 224, 224. He has a picture of Gianna's jersey, the two, 
and Kobe's two four jersey. <clears throat> so um, Mook of the West tweeted that at us. <laughs> so I took it further. Uh, so, Andy, so Andy broke it down. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love this. I'm gonna break right. down a little more. <laughs> Let's hear it. I didn't even. I ran out of characters. I could have done more. Uh, <laughs> final score was two twenty four. This is me now. Final score was two twenty four. Two plus two plus four equals eight. Kobe's number. Uh, and then you can do this. Lakers 116, Jazz 108. So Lakers 116, 1 plus 1 plus 6 is 8. Jazz 108, 1 plus 0 plus 8 is 9. 9 plus 8 equals 17. 1 plus 7 equals 8. Kobe's number. Um, <laughs> now, you might be wondering, why did I stop there? Because I didn't feel like tweeting the rest of it. I did 9 plus 8 equals 17. You don't have to do 9 plus 8 equals 17. You could do 9 times 8 equals 72, right? 72, 7 plus 2 is 9. Nine people on board the helicopter. <laughs> but why are we doing 7 plus 2 to get 9? Why don't we do 7 times 2? 14. 7 times 2 is 14. 1 plus 4 is 5. Kobe won 5 championships. <laughs> See, it's all in the numbers. trick is almost every number works y'all gonna learn to stop playing with andy klein that's what y'all gonna do (laughs) y'all gonna learn to stop playing with andy klein yeah (laughs) yeah i'm gonna do this with every lakers score from now on oh my god lakers just played oklahoma city and guess what the score was and tie it back add this to this then subtract and then multiply you got like 24 Y'all gonna learn that I play with Andy Klein when it comes to this. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Oh my yeah. god. The trick is, all right, here's all the numbers that work. If you land on these numbers, you're good. Uh from zero to to ten well, ten. One to ten. Number two is Gianna's jersey. Right? right. And then number five is Kobe's number of titles that he won. Uh number eight is Kobe's first number. Number nine is how many people on board the helicopter. Number ten is Kobe's Olympic number. That's half oh. half of the numbers from zero to ten yeah. will get you to to we'll land to on Kobe something Bryant. that blows yeah. people's minds. Yeah. <laughs> Five degrees of separation with the Kobe Bryant. Right. And if you do have something that you can get to twenty four with, that's even better because Kobe's second number was twenty four. Second jersey twenty four. And when you get to twenty four, you can go two times four equals eight, and you can get both. You get the it's like uh double jeopardy, you know? Yep. Yeah. Two times four is eight. Yeah, you know, 24, but watch this shit. Get this. Two times four is eight. Kobe's first number. <laughs> Andy, y'all going to quit playing with Andy Klein? I'm telling y'all. I'm telling yeah. you. You're going to quit playing with him. Well, if thank you, you for the to, emails, people. If you land on six, by the way, um, and I don't even think I've ever landed on six, but I've, I've, got, it, I've got it ready. I'm locked and loaded. If you land on six, uh, Lakers is six letters. So, you know, <laughs> so six also works. Two, five, six, eight, nine, ten. All those work. That's so funny. But apparently this guy on Twitter, um, sports columnist. Trying to, <laughs> trying to jump into your lane. Get out yeah, of Andy's sorry. lane. Arash <laughs> Markazi, who. Uh, deep with it. Get out of the stream, buddy. Works at yep. the LA Times. Uh, apparently this amazed him. I mean, you know, I'm like, whatever, dude. Oh, oh, okay. So he did have a follow-up tweet. Maybe he saw my tweet. He had a follow-up tweet. He says, because his last tweet was tonight's final score, Lakers 116, Jazz 108. Add it up, you get 224. 
And then here's what he did. I didn't do this one. He says, some of you also pointed out that 116 minus 108 equals eight. Oh. And he has a picture of Kobe's number eight jersey. You didn't come to that though, Mr. Man. You the one doing it. You the one doing the thing. You should know that. Yep. Thing Some is, of you pointed out. Why didn't you know that? See, you ain't real out in these out in these number streets. <laughs> I like to add. Subtracting is negative. I oh. try to keep it positive. You know. Oh, there you go. You know. So yeah, the difference is, is eight between one sixteen one oh eight. But who wants to go backwards, man? There you go. That's nice. So <laughs> nice. Arash Markazi, if you're if you're hearing this, uh, I know you're onto me. I know you're uh, <laughs> you're stealing my thing. Absolutely, you need to get out of you need to get out of this number stream, man. You ain't real right. with it. You are not real with it. This is the king of Kobe numerology. <laughs> yeah, I invented a whole genre. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, three guys on, get this campaign going. Three guys on fans, let's get this can, right. let's get this number campaign and start writing. King of Kobe <laughs> numerology, right here. Yep. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna check this guy's Twitter now. See if anyone else gives him any any suggestions. Arash Markazi, mm. sports columnist. Somebody just sent me an article. A seven year old died from the Rona in Atlanta after having no underlying conditions. I probably had like obesity and diabetes, probably some right. comorbidities, right? Heart conditions, you know, seven-year-olds, <laughs> yeah. you know, kids in their diets these days. Yeah, <laughs> kids in those oh funky, God. those funky diets, those funky children diets. Yeah, the question becomes, what's the number? What's the uh, there's acceptable number of? There's one for them. There's never, there's never an acceptable number. There's never they ne they don't have a number. They don't have a number, so they don't. Even though they want to set, they want to set the parameters. They don't have a number in mind. Well, tell me right. what the number is, and whose whose children? Yeah. Right. There you go. And whose children? Because apparently, we talked about an earlier podcast, and apparently, people in Los Angeles, Jamel, who's in town, who was on the earlier show we did with Reese, was saying that you know the rich folks are just out. In Los Angeles, they're just out. Oh yeah, L.A. L.A. is fucked up. I have a lot of cafes just LA. out. You know, they're having parties. And yeah. I was like, because apparently, I don't know if you knew this, but the virus looks at your bank account. And ah. depending on the number of zeros you have is if it decides to infect you or not. Right. I think that, <laughs> didn't they like raid uh, YouTuber Jake Paul's house because he had a party? They've hit a like couple that. houses now. They're like, we'll turn your power off. <laughs> like, they've reached that point. Like, we'll yeah, that is outside with like wire cutters. Up. You know. And keep fucking with us. We're gonna well, turn you. We're gonna turn you off the grid. If you're rich, though, you got a generator or seven. Yeah. What I don't use. understand is the def it. The, okay. If you're having a party or something like that, you're willingly doing a uh, a defiant act. I don't understand the why of it. Again, it's like this guy with the with the pancake. Why? Why are you willingly doing this defying act? What do you gain from that? Yeah. You know, I don't. I, that I don't understand. Other than other than you're just a shitty person. Well, I don't know that air fryer guy's account. Maybe it's all jokes. Yeah, maybe. You know, so I'm not I'm not on TikTok. But, yeah, um, maybe I'm not. We wouldn't equate the air fryer guy to these people, right? But, you know, like these people in the Sturgis, this people doing the Sturgis bike round. Like you're trying to, you're trying to signal to somebody. So who are you trying to signal to? And what are you trying to say? 
I think a lot of it too is them trying to signal to themselves because they need the ego boost of being tough guys and being right. And so they want, this is just another way for them to feel strong and powerful and real Americans and all that shit too. I think a lot of it, when people really put on these decorations for how tough and strong they are, it's because they're covering up for some shit within themselves a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, they got some issues that this is just, you know, the solution to as far as they're concerned. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. find each other and they commiserate with each other and they start blaming other people for all their problems. And next thing you know, they start doing this dumb shit. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think with, with the, in the case of, you know, the bank account thing, like with privilege, I think a lot of people who are privileged might also think they're invincible because everything comes. Yeah. So easily. And so they're like, well, I'm privileged. I'm invincible. I, I know I'll be okay no matter what because I have X amount of resources. So fuck everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I get it, I'll, I'll survive it. You know, right. I'm in pretty good health. I got a nutritionist. So yeah, exactly. I can get in, you know, I can be first in line at the doctor or whatever the fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love parties. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, tell me I can't have parties. What yeah. kind of world is this? Yeah. So who are you? Who are you signaling and why? The why, you know, Attell keeps having these outdoor parties, the outdoor show. Why? Attell? Not Attell, I'm sorry, Chappelle. Chappelle. Like, oh, the social why? distancing shows. Why do you keep having these parties? Oh, he's running, he's running a camp. It's like, it's called Camp Chappelle. And he has like, it's not just shows. He's got like, I saw people that we all know at a, at a karaoke thing that he's got going on, you know, where he's got like, people doing karaoke and having fun. You have to go in with a negative COVID test. I saw, but it's yeah. like, uh, he has a full on like summer camp. Like a I mean, comedy. why though? Is it just a fun for your, for your, for your select friends? What's weird though, is that in years past, Chappelle has never had a bunch of parties. Right. Yeah, so it's not like right. he's, he's not, it's not like he's been missing parties and be like, yeah. Oh, you know me, I love to party. I got to figure out a way to yeah. have these parties. He's having them specifically when you're not supposed, it's almost like a rebellious thing. Like I'm going to, you tell me I can't do it. I'm going to figure out a way. Right. To do yeah. It. So I'm like, well, who are you signaling? Here's the, well, he's the one who got me thinking about that. People signaling people who are you signaling to. So who are you signaling? You know, and uh, why, why I don't, I, it's, it's a little baffling to me is the why of it. So you have to have a test before you can go in. Do they test you right in front of you? Do they, they, they do the test. They administer the test on you. They have. A I don't know team. how. I don't know how it works, but I know you have to. You have to have a negative, a recent, very recent negative COVID test to go in. I don't know if they test you there or how it works. I would have but, to test you there. I don't know if you you test negative and then you pick it up on the way to actually get to the party. Then you go and you bring it in the party. That's all it's going to take is somebody well, bringing it into one of these parties. How reliable yeah. is the test? Yeah, you know, you know, and the and the why of it. Why though? What's the point? What's the point of this? Just to have a good time with select friends and to tell the world that you're having a good time with select friends? What's the point? Yeah, I don't know because he's never been, a, as far as we know, a guy who threw parties and then... Look at what we're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're on stage performing. We're having a good time and we're COVID-free. Like, okay, I guess. What's the point of that, though? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. He has always been rebellious. Though. Yeah, the contrarian streak that a lot of comics have. 
But that's yeah. but that's bullshit. I get so tired of that when people say, "Well, I'm a." I remember having a conversation with this comic that we know, and he was like, uh, uh, "I like to, I like to, uh, you know, I'd like to just, you know, I like just challenge people." And you know, when people say something like, sometimes I'll just say, "I said, I said, so what's what? Why? Why would you do that? Just to prove that you're smarter than everybody else, or just to?" I like to make people think. I'm like, what do you mean you like to make people think? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck? You must like, think while in my presence. Little white guy. I'm like, well, who the fuck are you, little white man, to decide that you need to you need to elevate my mind? Well, I I thought about all this shit. <laughs> you know, most people. I don't know if all people do, but even if they don't, who are you to decide? I'm just going to do the contrarian thing. Why? Because you have some sort of knowledge that other people have. I dislike that about. I dislike a lot of that shit that comics like to say i think some of it just becomes a cliche like i'm awkward that's why i'm a comic yeah 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 like i, I don't yeah. know how to talk to people you know i'm a comic and comics don't know how to talk to other human beings yes they do i'm awkward i know plenty of comics who aren't awkward awkward it's like i know a lot of i know surgeons and eye doctors who are fucking awkward as hell <laughs> it doesn't mean yeah. it's not something that's an indicative of this thing you're doing you know yeah well i think i mean i've said this before i think there's a foundational element of contrarianism contrarianism all of comedy which is a lot of comedy comes from saying asking the question why is it like this why is it not like that yeah taking that though to the next step is i'm now and i'm just gonna act like this is just i'm gonna anything you say i'm gonna counter well you're just being an asshole well you're being flippant at that point and you know but i mean the foundational part of comedy is to explore everything with the what if it was the other way because there's comedy in there and there's also sometimes truth in there there's sometimes sometimes a revealing truth in there uh so when you get used to to asking that question even subconsciously this guy was an asshole too by the way so we all yeah but that's the thing it's like if you're doing that for a, a reason which is you know mining it for comedy or even just exploring the world that's one thing but if you're just like i just want to fuck with people well that's it yeah yeah that's all it is. And the other thing of, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I'm socially shy and awkward. That's just an excuse you're using. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to actually ask people if you can have stage time. That's, a, that's yeah. an excuse. Or, and you don't want to have to deal with yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know. Right. So you found a place where this, this thing is okay to be. Well, you know, I used to be uh, very socially awkward. Still am to an extent, but you know, the way to overcome that is to, put yourself in situations that that require you to confront that. Otherwise you can, if you want to comfort yourself and say, I'm awkward. So I'm not going to go do that thing. I'm not going to go ask that booker for a spot. I'm not going to do this. You're always going to be awkward because you're never going to overcome that. So maybe you don't mind. I mean, maybe some people did like being awkward, but if you're complaining about, "Ah, I'm so awkward. Well, okay. I mean, granted you, if you're 22, I get it. If you're 42, you've had, decades now to put yourself in positions where you can overcome that awkwardness and get mm-hmm. comfortable or just find people that you're comfortable around. You know, sometimes it's just well, the people, people don't around. like to go outside of their comfort zones. That's they, don't right. like to, they don't like to challenge themselves, but, and, but you want to get up on a stage and tell jokes. Yeah. That's a, that's the part to me. Like it's always, we all feel awkward. Okay. When you are starting comedy and you go to a show and you have to go up to the booker and be like, hi, my name is this. Like, I'd really like a chance to perform on the show. Like that's awkward for everyone, no matter how awkward you are on the scale of awkwardness. Right. right. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's, I feel like a lot of times it's a cop out where people are like, oh, I'm just socially weird. So I'm just going to hang back and, you know, let things happen for me instead of actually take control of my own life. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to be mad that the world hasn't bent to include people like me rather than totally. me trying to include myself. Right. Right. You know? Right. I saw Marin. He put up a thing and I wanted to write something about it. And it's hard for me to sit down and be motivated to write during the day. But he put up a thing to uh, say when after his after his lady passed away and then his cat was his cat hadn't died. He was getting ready to die. And he was saying, like, sometimes he just sits in the bedroom and crying, saying, you know, I didn't sign up for this, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been saying that now with COVID happening and all this, you know, I didn't sign up for this. And I was thinking about it on one of my runs. And I was like, um, you did sign up for this. You, you, this is what, this is life. And this is what you did sign up for. This comes with, we don't, we just don't think about these aspects of it until they happen to us. And for good reason, by the way, because it's some, some heavy shit. I know this much black people think about this shit all the time because walking out my door, I can be literally hemmed up at any moment, at any moment I can be hemmed up. So it's all somewhere always in, in my mind that this could happen to me. So yeah, this is what you signed up for. This is, this is her dying as part of, as part of what you signed up for. She was going to just happen now, you know, and that's not for me to say, well, that's shitty. For, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying that that's what life is. And it just keeps coming. Life keeps coming. Life doesn't give a fuck. It just keeps coming. I remember after Dylan's death, telling a telling a young comic that who was um, we were outside the draft house, and she was tore up. And I was like, "Listen, how you feel now? The sun's gonna rise tomorrow, and it's gonna rise the next day, and it's gonna rise the next day, and it's gonna rise the next day, because that's what happens. This is this is a part. This is the first time you felt this, you know." But it's not going to be the last because it's just the first. And it's not going to be the last. And this is part of the deal of, well, this doesn't make me feel better. I'm saying it's not designed to make you feel better, but it's not designed to make you feel worse either. It just is. It just is. That's the shitty. If anything, that's the shitty part of it is that this is what we signed up for. That's the shitty part. <laughs> that this is what we signed up for. The I didn't ask to be born. What we did, <laughs> there's that contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> what we didn't sign up for, I don't think, it, although we did. Actually, you know what? I can't even say that because I was about to say we didn't sign up to have an inept or an inept government response to what's going on right now. But 100%. you know what? We did. <laughs> this is part of what you get when you vote. This is what you have to think about. These, this, this, what's happening right now is what you have to think about. Or when you don't want to handle this. Yeah. You know, that could never happen. Yes, it can. Because this is what we signed up for. It can happen. So do I want this person in charge of that happening? Mr. Grabbing by the put. That's who I want in charge of this. That's who I want running this. Are you crazy? (laughs) Are you crazy? He's a very good businessman. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's so shrewd. Makes deals. That's what I want in charge. Actually gets in those rooms, man, with like Kim Jong-un and Putin. That's what I want in charge. That's what I want on the world stage. Leading us into the 20-some-odd century. 
you know, leading us into the age of the Jetsons. That's who I want. You know, yeah. I, Hey man, I don't know if it's, no, you need to be thinking about shit like this happening. <laughs> this is what, this is what could happen at any time. Barack Obama's in charge. I'd feel a quantumly better. <laughs> it wouldn't even be a question. Hillary Clinton was in charge. I'd feel amazingly better. This guy's in charge. You're like, we're fucking doomed. As soon as it started, I was like, we're in trouble. We're in fucking trouble. Unless this shit burns out, we're in fucking trouble. Sure enough. Yeah. Well, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And this is, well, well, there you go. We always have that to look forward to. But this is what we signed up for. You know, this is just, this is life. And it just keeps coming. And there's so many external things we can't control. Like this shit. (laughs) You know? This shit. We can't control this shit. Well, that's where the I didn't sign up for it comes from, though. I can't control this. I think it's just another way of saying that. I didn't. It's just saying I didn't want this to happen. Um, You could say that. I didn't didn't want this. I was trying to collate my thoughts around that statement of I didn't sign up for this. I'm like, well, actually, you did. Well, there's a thing that happens... And I noticed this when my brother died. It's it's um, and it didn't happen to me necessarily because I probably Don't compartmentalize and rationalize everything. But all right, I'm right behind you. People have this notion, like, mm-hmm. look what happened to me. You know, like my brother's yeah. girlfriend was like, look, she her angle was, look what happened to me. What am I going to do? Right. Um, and most people do not not even to throw anyone under the bus. Most people do that. I never felt that way. I was like, I, I always thought, look what happened to him. Right. Yeah. You know, this right. is the thing that happened to him. Yeah, right. it happened to us and that it affects us and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I couldn't get over whatever's happening to us. What happened to him was far worse. Right. Because yeah. he went to sleep and didn't wake up. He's dead. So I I always I rationalize it that way. But I think I didn't sign up for this is is another. No, way but that's people. a healthy that's a that's a healthy way of Look what happened to him. Yeah. You know, how does this yeah. it affected him? No matter how what happened to me, it was way worse for him than it is for way us. worse for him. You yeah. Know, so whatever happened to me, but it's very natural him. to say, "Look what I'm going through. I'm going through this. This has happened to me because it does happen to you." Yeah. But I, I, for me, it was always like, "Yeah, I, I get that." But what happened to him is far worse. So mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and dwell too much on you know making it like a pity party for myself for you. Yeah. Which a lot of, again, a lot of people that's their process and it's not an unhealthy process to go through it that way. But I think I didn't sign up for this is another way of saying this happened to me. All these things keep happening to me. I don't want these things happening to me, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we focus on the, in, in Marin's case, you know, he's had a lot of, he's had a lot of darkness, but he's also had so much light you know yeah so you've also had so much light well i'm a firm believer in yin and yang you know yeah. but there's a there's a distinctive balance happening in the are you wearing jeans here yeah i'm thinking about that because i put some jeans oh, we're talking about this outside party now yeah <laughs> there's so much yin and yang and balance in the in the in the universe you know and so much there's so much of a balance in all of our lives on a daily on a daily basis this good thing is happening this bad thing is happening this good thing is happening this bad thing is happening he says he says such of the brightest highs that you could want right yeah <laughs> you know well he's a sensitive guy he's an emotional you're guy you're having bright highs 
chances are you're going to have low lows too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, again, this is what, this is what we're all in for, you know? Right. And that's, that's a, that's a nature thing. We're, we're talking about nature. We're not even talking about stuff that we fucking all created, like collecting this fucking idiot <laughs> shit that we were all party to creating. Or these people going to the Sturges rally or that kind of shit. You know, you're all party to creating that. I just saw Essie Cup wrote an article the other day about how she may not vote for Biden, depending on who he who he picks as his vice president. I'm like, oh, bitch, the fuck is wrong with you? The fuck is wrong with you? So just say you're voting for Trump then. because that was The, fuck, the fuck. fuck is wrong with you? I think she you said know? that in 2016, she wrote someone in. Yeah, Meghan McCain, same bullshit. I don't know if I'm going to vote for What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck are you thinking about? What what level of entitlement do you have? What the but fuck they all, is wrong with you? They all have this thing. They're like, don't get me wrong. I hate Trump. Like, well, yeah. how oh. bad? Yeah, Clearly yeah. Clearly not that much. Clearly you don't. Right. You know? Clearly there's a, Joe Biden can pick the wrong person and you'll be okay with four more years of Trump. Like, that's right. what you're saying. Right. And his short list, none of them are unqualified. Are, well, there, many of them are black, and that's a problem for people. I saw the same thing with, with Barack Obama when people were saying, I, I don't know who to pick. I don't know which one. I'm like, okay, they are diametrically different. They're not even remotely close to being the same, and you don't know which one you're going to pick. Okay, your problem is his color. That's it. That's the only thing you have a problem with, because if he was white, you'd have easily jumped into his camp. Don't tell me I don't know who's I don't know. They're they're so radically different from each other. It they, the decision has got to be the easiest it's ever been. <laughs> so, this guy or that guy, you know. So you take a you take a thing with Trump and Biden. It's not even a it's not even remotely close to be like well you know they they they're kind of the same but they only differ a little bit here. Oh no, <laughs> you've seen it. You've seen it. So your problem is the blackness that he has said he's going to put on the ticket. You have a problem with that because that means in four years, you're going to have to support somebody to be president, somebody black and a woman. And you don't like that, you know, and I'll take that to my grave. I don't give a fuck what you say. I would suggest you look inside yourself and ask yourself what the true thing is, because I can see it because there's no other reason. Well, you know, they do. They they sanitize that that feeling absolutely and they they turn it into this passive language question of is america ready yeah for a black president is america ready it's not me i'm just talking about other america yeah are are they ready for a woman to be in charge you know pakistan was ready woman in charge you fucked that up (laughs) you fucked that up because you didn't like her but it wouldn't have mattered any other woman you'd have a problem with that too Exactly. Is America ready for a woman who's also black to be vice president? Yeah, yeah. Are we ready? Is it time? I know because I keep talking about, well, you know, I would vote for Tammy Duckworth. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> if you pick Tammy Duckworth, the white one. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, all right. You know what I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, which will never happen. Because uh, all this stuff is coming out about election meddling and it's going to happen again and it's already happening, et cetera, et cetera. And stuff in 2016, it still probably hasn't even been fully understood or discovered. How come no one's done a deep dive on the Republican primaries of 2016 that got Trump basically to, to the nomination? You know, because 
he wasn't necessarily dominating all the polls in that either. Not at it was all. Like, he had some surprise wins. Going on? Okay, I'm right behind you. So I'm wondering if that's something people will eventually explore. Like, how come was Russia backing him all the way through? Were votes being manipulated back then? Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to care because it would, it would be the RNC doing that deep dive and they're not going to give a fuck because they don't want right. to be embarrassed. And as but, long as they won, they don't care. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. This is fucking ridiculous. Where are we at, Andy? I know we're... we're it's four o'clock, so we're, we got to wrap up. I know. I know. We're like 50 minutes. 50, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and bring 50, it home. 40 we want to thank Elena for coming in with us. Oh, thank you guys for having always me. Always appreciate it. Elena, you have an open door. You want to come on. You just let us know. We'll always throw you the Zoom. We do the Zooms in the afternoon. The morning. We'll always throw you the link. Oh, thanks. You can eat. If anything, you can pop in for a few minutes. We've had Frankie pop in with us for a few minutes. Yeah, you know oh, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta give Elton a link your too. Camera on a boat now. Is that what's happening? This, oh, <laughs> it's oh, going like this. <laughs> I'm on a boat. You always call me out that I move my legs all the time, and it's on my yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah. Elena has a very fidgety thing going on. She yeah. still. I'm just having a party on my yacht. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. There's no COVID out in the ocean. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you have an open invitation. Like I said, you can always pop in with it, even if it's just for a few minutes to pop in and say hello. Okay. We're doing this on Saturday afternoons. Freeloaders, y'all missing it over on the wall. So, yeah, get on Patreon. Patreon bucks. You know, we're trying to buy uh, four more air fryers each. Before, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That Ninja air fryer looks nice. Yeah, yeah. before civilization crashes, you can still get in a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for uh, coming in with us. We appreciate y'all. And um, I would say for you guys to come on back on Monday, but unless you pay that money, you're not. <laughs> so I guess we'll see you on Thursday. It's a steal, by the way. It's three bucks. Yeah, it is a steal. It's a steal for what you get. It's a steal. Yeah. All right, I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Elena Torres. Hey, we're three guys on, and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>